We're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions and NFL football. Hello, Michael Hare. Hello, Kenny Brown. I hope Lions and NFL includes our former Detroit Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Well, was, uh, there the you Super go. Bowl. Go ahead. There you go. I, I was going to bury in the lead. I was going to no. go into a big Stafford soliloquy, but you brought it up, so we might as well just uh, bring it out right now and put it out on the table. Matthew Hold Stafford. Start. Hold it. Hold it. Let's start over. You want to start over? Let's start over. I won't, I won't uh, obviously, I'll just wait for you to drop the bomb. Okay. okay. All right. You're breaking up anyway. Right. Are you? Let me hear your voice. Let me hear your cell. Say something. Okay. 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 All, right. All right. We'll start it again. Yeah, I was walking around. I'll stand still for a while. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. And we're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Michael Harry, DetroitLions.com. Talking Lions football, NFL football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. An exciting time. Exciting time for all a uh crazy time for others and a embarrassing time for others because all the naysayers all the radio talk show hosts whose names I will not mention but you know who you are who said Matt Stafford could never win Matt Stafford was the problem you got to get rid of Stafford he's holding the team back the Lions organization could be much better without him well 365 days ago plus a day or two he was traded to the Rams and he said he wanted to play in big games. Well, he's played in three big games, and he's got three big victories. And Matthew Stafford, the man that didn't do it here for whatever reasons, is in the Super Bowl. Michael Hare, your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. And I'm thrilled for Matthew Stafford. I don't have any of that remorse or regret or anything that he didn't do it here for the Detroit Lions. Well, I have preferred you know, the, the, you know, the parade down Woodward Avenue with, with Matthew and the other guys sitting in the carts and all that other stuff. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean I'm unhappy for what he accomplished in his one season with the Rams. And, and well, I mean, he's got more seasons to come. But, no, I'm absolutely happy for him. I like him. I always have. I've admitted I like him. I think he's a great football player. Someday he's going to be in Canton, enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you know what? He's got one more game to go and go ahead and win it. Well, I'm going to give you my initial thought, what I felt at the moment in a minute. But I would just want to say this for those radio people and TV people and fans <laughs> themselves that had no – you have no shame because even today you try to justify your bad take, your wrong take, with, well, if you'd have thrown in – if you'd have caught that interception, the whole game would have changed. Or if, blah, 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 blah. They, had a, they had a stacked team. And blah, blah. Okay, shame on you. I, I usually don't talk about people, but shame on you. You well, know, just admit – no, no, no. Just admit you were wrong. You have no clue on football, and you're only on the air to yak and yak and and stir up controversy. All right, just admit you know, just, it. I'm, you know, I'm tired of that, it. I'm tired of it. Just before that, he had a pass over the middle that Cooper uh, dropped, might have gone for a touchdown, and then just immediately after that, pass in the end zone went through the receiver's hand. Yeah, but that don't count, Mike. But that don't count because that's a positive. That don't count. That don't count. Things happen in pro football. Yeah, but that doesn't count because that's a positive to our staff. We don't. We only do negative stuff because that's what people ratings draw. Forget you. Like I said, when we started this podcast, Mike, and even when we were covering the last five years, I always tried to just present the facts, give my opinion a little bit on things. I don't make absolute opinions because, like I said, I'm not a, a football 
um, PhD. I just I'm just a fan, and I know a little bit about the game, and that's all I try to. I don't try to make takes for for the for you know for clicks. So I get upset sometimes when that happens because you're you're doing a disservice to the game, and you're doing a disservice to me as a listener or whatever to it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't usually like talking about other people, but I just feel in this case. You were wrong the whole time, and now you try to justify it with some bull. Right. Just admit it. Just own it. Just own it. And move on. I've owned, owned it before. It. You know, I've owned it. There's players I didn't think were going to be any good. I owned it. They became good. And, you know, you just you were wrong. And this is the part you asked, what was my initial impression? I was happy for Matthew. I knew it was going to happen. I knew he was going to at least win playoff games. I didn't know he was going to the Super Bowl. But when I saw the way the NFC was, you know, thinning out, and teams were just falling. When Green Bay lost, I, I just had a feeling in it because that was the only team I thought it would have been hard to go into Lambeau and win that game. But since it happened, they won. My initial thought was the anger that the Lions, it just makes the Lions look like a, a, a bumbling organization that you had a talent like that for 13, 12 years, and you couldn't get a playoff win out of it. And when you're drafting and when you're putting teams together, the hardest position to get is the quarterback. You had that. And you mean to tell me you couldn't form something around him in that period of time? I, that was my initial anger at the line. I'm still mad at him because you wasted a, a great talent. But things happen, you move on. Things happen and you move on. I don't feel any anger or anything like that. I just I'm disappointed and sometimes disappointment is worse than anger because it's harder – it's easier to get rid of anger than it is to get rid of disappointment. It really is. That lingers with you, I, I think. But uh, like I said, I'm not playing the game. It's not, I have no impact on it. I'm just a guy who enjoys covering what I've covered all these years, including the Detroit Lions. And I like Matthew Stafford. I like the way he played. I like the way he carried himself. I like the way – I mean, you see how popular he is with former teammates and other players. That's not just by accident. That's not like he's a – you know, he's a glad hand or anything like that. He's just a genuine guy who likes to play football. Right. You know, one of the things I, I like, he said after the game, somebody asked him about the 12 years he played in football or he played for the Detroit Lions. I don't know if they mentioned the Lions, but he, about the 12 years he played before before this, he said, look, he said, I enjoyed every minute of it. You know, I love playing football. You know what? It's a class way to act. Yeah. Like I always quote my favorite movie, The Temptations movie. And this is what I think about the Lions. And David Ruffin left the Temptations, and he was talking to Eddie Kendricks in a scene, and he says, the Temptations are a group in search of a David Ruffin. And that's what the Lions are now, a group in search of a Matthew Stafford. So that's where they are. And well, I'll give you one, too, one of my favorites, too, and it's for Dan Jenkins, the great sports columnist, sports writer, right, wrote a bunch of books, really good ones. I think it was – I think the character's name was Stroker Ace – in a book about you know fiction and a novel about uh, uh, auto racing, he just said quite simply, "What could have happened did," and I like that. What could have happened did. Are you really quoting a Burt Reynolds movie to me right now? Was that Burt? Stroke Race was in Stroke Race. That, they made the movie. Burt Reynolds was in Stroke Race. You never what saw the movie happened? with Lottie no, Anderson no. and Burt Reynolds. Nope. Okay, well you're quoting Burt Reynolds, but okay. What could have happened, did. Okay. That's good enough for me. All right. Well, like I said, things are happening with the Lions. Uh, also, this week is Senior Bowl week. Oh, before we get to that, got to talk about Tom Brady retiring. Just, I don't want to get up Tom Brady love and Tom Brady hate. Just the initial thoughts, what you think about his retirement, which 
Schefter broke the other day, and it, he knew it was going to happen. But what do you? What are your initial thoughts on the league with him retiring? What are your initial thoughts on him, and especially the part about him not thanking the New England Patriot fans and or missing pretty much New England at all in his in his goodbye. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that because he's always spoken highly of uh, highly of the coach and the ownership and all of that. There, yeah, that, that surprised me. I didn't hear that part of it. That, that you know, I saw, I heard a little bit of it that they were reading what he wrote on Instagram. I didn't hear that part at all. But uh, you know, I, that's a little bit petty in my opinion. It really is. He made an awful lot of money, gained an awful lot of fame, won an awful lot of games, and really, you know, established himself as one of the four, five, six greatest athletes in any sport in the history of the United States. He really is. Is he the best? No, but he's the greatest, and there's a difference, you know. He really is. And he's right up there with, you know, some of the great track athletes. I mean, you can be, I don't know about Muhammad Ali or anything. Let's not get that far. But really, in terms of team sports, who's ahead of him? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you can't do individual sport athletes at the same pace. Right. But as team sports-wise – Michael Jordan. That's about it. I can't. Well, Michael. Well, Michael Jordan went to play with a second team, and he didn't win anything. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, just in pure okay. domination of a sport, and and football is a harder sport to dominate than basketball. One well, man can so really many. dominate in basketball. Football is right. really hard. I mean, the quarterback is probably the position you would dominate at, and that's that's hard. But he's way and above the second place dominant person in football ever. You know, I mean, he's just. He's that high. I, I always thought Joe Montana was like the the premier quarterback. I didn't even well, think Terry Bradshaw. This was just me. I thought Joe Montana was up until that point. But he's well, way ahead of Joe Montana. Well, let me just pose this though. I mean, there's is he the greatest quarterback? Yes, he is. Is he the best? That's a different story. That's a different question. And I think I think the, the top three are John Unitas, Joe Montana, and and uh, Tom Brady. Brady the greatest because he, because of the winning. But is he the best? Is he a better quarterback than Joe Montana? I don't think so. I, I think Montana's the best, and Unitas right behind him. Well, you can't count Unitas because it wasn't on TV, and half the people that judge, if, if it didn't happen I, on TV, it didn't happen. I'm just saying, <laughs> these idiots around here, you know, if it didn't happen on TV, then it never happened. So, But I agree with you. I didn't fly, I didn't, I didn't fly back and forth to Baltimore. <laughs> well, I agree with you. All right, that's like Will Chamberlain in basketball, you know, because when you didn't see him on TV, nobody they just ignore him. You know, who's the best player? They just ignore, you know, a guy that averaged like 27 rebounds a game for a year, put 50 points, average 50 points a game. Forget about it because there wasn't no TV. So. Well, to me, Wilt's the greatest athlete of all time. Right. We could beat that. Well, that. we're not even talking about it. I know how you feel about this, so I'm not even going to talk about it. And I'm right. I don't have yeah. to argue because I'm right. Well, I'm, I'm not arguing. I said I'm not even going to get into you with that because I know how you feel about right. it. But – um. Back to the story on Brady, I I just think that he's walking out with the same chip he came in, which is good. I mean, it, it, he's gonna that's gonna serve him well in the rest of his life. But I just felt that he, I by him not doing what he you know acknowledging the New England thing, I think that he's just mad because he wanted to stay, and Kraft and Belichick you know said that's enough, and I think that that kind of hurt him, and that he's gonna keep that with him for you know forever. So. Well, I, can I don't think it. we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever know for sure if they if they if they didn't want him back or not. I don't think we'll ever know that. I don't know why they wouldn't. Well, this kind of really tells don't. that they did know, Mike. If he's not acknowledging that part of it, then he's got yeah, some, an axe to burn. I've heard some of those takes on the man in the arena, and he was just 
gushing about Bill Belichick, how a great man, made him everything he is, and all of that. Maybe I can't say it was an oversight because I don't think he's an oversight on anything he does in his life. I think it's all, you know, I think it's all measured out to the last, the last grain of salt, you know. And uh, but no, he's, somebody should have read it. If he didn't mean it, somebody should have read it. One of his, you know, yeah. one of his. Uh, whoever handles his social media right. and said, hey, hold on a second. You're missing a couple of people here. They treated him great. They really did. Yeah. All right, well, let's get back to Shawshank and the Lions. Uh, let's get back to, uh, <laughs> you know, everything. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford swarmed through that that uh, sewage for 500 yards and got out. So maybe we can talk about the next person who got out. But seriously, they're doing the Senior Bowls week. Dan Campbell and guys are down in Mobile. Dan Campbell is um, probably just a um, – I want to say, uh, I don't know how they're going to do it because everything, he's an advisor, so I don't know what that really means. We've got to talk to Tim Twentyman when he comes back next week, exactly what he did. But I guess they pushed the coaching staff off with the guys under him, so Deuce Staley's going to be the head coach, and um, R.G. Pleasant is the defensive coordinator, and Ben Johnson's going to be the offensive coordinator. So they're going to delegate the duties. But Campbell's presence is still going to be all over it. So what do you expect to see this weekend? What do you think the Lions should be looking for? Well, I mean, I know they'll look at quarterbacks because because uh, Brad Holmes said once last year in this process that uh, he says whether you're taking one or not, you have to look at quarterbacks because they're that important. And so I think he'll look at the six quarterbacks there, obviously, and scrutinize them. I don't see well, you, you, you know, I don't see one going to him with the second pick overall. But if there's a value pick at, at 31 or 32, I can see them taking one. Uh, I think they also, you know, they have other needs though that they could use that same that same draft position at. I mean, we look, we know that they got the second pick overall. We're not sure if they have 31 or 32 at the end of the first round, and then their own second round pick. So, now they got three good picks there, three good, you know, they're positioned well to do something at and, the present. Yeah, and there's some yeah. some good good players at the at the Senior Bowl too. I just the one thing I think about though at the Senior Bowl, I think the best players at the senior bowl are going to be pretty high draft picks. So I don't, I just kind of wonder which of those are going to be available at 31, 32 for the lions in terms of quality of the player. And it's be some, obviously, because I was going looking through the roster before we got on here and there's, there's some really good players there, but the really good ones, I think will be off the board before the lions, uh, before the lions pick at least, of course they would be anyway, but I'm just talking about the senior bowl. Piece. Right. Well, there's gotta be some players there. Cause if each team has say 40 players on it, that's 80 right. players, so every deal is only 32 picks. So somebody that's in this game is going to be there when they pick those last two well, picks. Look, 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 yeah, absolutely. Right, absolutely. So they got to look, look Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was there in 2014, and they had a good look at him. And Don't mention him. that, man. Don't mention well, his name. Don't mention it. his name because every, I'm more upset with that watching him play than I am watching Stafford with the, uh, with the Rams. I'm more upset that Lions could have had both of them. You know, that Dallas game. I think about if Aaron Donald would have played that Dallas game. Man, don't get me started well, on that Aaron Donald. Well, man. remember, she's, look, look, we're not going to redraft. I know. I'm just okay. going to be started. But these are things I do want the, them to look for. To me, wide receivers, I, I'd rather go with two veteran wide receivers than a draft one high. I mean, I would draft one like St. Brown again, a fourth rounder, a third rounder, whatever. But I'm talking about first those first three picks, those – those three in the first 34, I'm staying away from wide receiver unless everybody else on my board is off, you know, in that area because I just think you can fill that position easier than any of these other positions. But 
I'm getting, Mike, to the point now, man, the more I research Thibodeau and Hutchinson, I'm not married to those two, one of those two, man. I'm like, no, if, I'm if I can get either. a trade down and get some more picks or a player in a pick or even, you know, a lot of capital for next year, I might, I'll entertain moving down three or four or five slots. I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I got my first mock draft out, my mock one, and I've got, uh, you know, Neil, the, uh, I've got, no, I'm sorry, I've got uh, 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 Hutchinson going to the Lions at number two, and then uh, the pass rusher from Oregon going to, to not Washington, to uh, Houston at number three. But to me, there's a guy on that board who I just absolutely uh, think is, and that's a safety from Notre Dame. I just I just think he's a, a tremendous player, and I think you can get real value out of a safety who can run sideline to sideline, cover that ground, and play every snap of the game versus a pass rusher who might play, you know, 35, 40, 45 snaps a game. But Kyle Hamilton is the guy I'm talking about. I just think that he has a chance to be really a special, special player. I don't. I think these are good pass rushers. I don't think they're great. Well, this is m- me right now on February 1st. I want the best defensive player. Now, when it comes down to it, you got to make the choice on what is the best defensive player. I'm talking about I'm not the best defensive player at a position, the best defensive player. If you can get a player the other team's got a game plan for, I don't care what position it is. So that's what I see. If 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 Kyle Hamilton is is becomes a guy that becomes like an Ed Reed type or a uh, – who's the bigger safety types that like all pro, like um, Palomulo, somebody like that, then I'm all for it. Go for it. But – if not, well, Hamilton's what six three, six four, six four, yeah. But I'm saying if not, then I'm on that line. You know, pass rushes never fail, and I mean never fail, but they never. You never can have enough pass rushes in this league, and you can, like I said, after quarterback to me, defense pass rusher is the second biggest need, and offense left tackle. Those are my three big needs. You got your tackle situation taken care of. You still need your quarterback situation taken care of. Now you need your your edge rusher, and I don't think they have you're not, that. You're right not saying they're looking for a left tackle. You're saying that position is the position is covered with Decker and okay. and and, okay. Um, and Sewell. You don't have Sewell. to worry about yeah. that. So okay. now you need the pass rusher and the quarterback. And like I said, after that, then it's the best defensive player. But if you think the pass rusher, I'm talking pass rusher that teams have got to got to right. um, you know they got to make a allow- allowance for. They got to you know scheme on him. If it's just a guy that's like a core, like you got a core now, good player, 10-sack guy probably on good years, they're not really scheming him. They're not really chipping him and doing everything else and making the whole off, the offense or to run away from him. That's the type of pass rush I'm looking for with a number two pick, somebody that they run into the other side. They're not even coming in this side. Yeah, I listened to Daniel Jeremiah. He was at something on NFL.com, and I listened to it was a week or so ago, I think it was, and he was talking about Hutchinson, and he said, look, he's a really good player with a high floor, which means, you know, means he's not going to, you know, he's going to be a good player, but he doesn't have a high ceiling, and he thinks he's going to be a 12-sack-a-year a type of player. He'll be a good player, not a great player. Now, you can see guys develop, and, and, and it happens, you know. It really does, but I kind of, just from what I saw, and saw him in the, you know, in the, in the playoffs, too, not not the not the Big Ten championship, but in a playoff game, it handled him pretty well. I thought uh, in that game. So, yeah, we'll see. I I think he's going to be one of the first three players off the board, 
and look, a really, really good player out of the University of Michigan and Divine Child High School with a, you know, with a pedigree for playing football. And look, he could surprise us and be even better than, than we think he is now. And, and a lot of people think he's pretty good. Yeah, and he might have an edge with Dan Campbell because of the off-the-field stuff, you know, the attitude and everything else, and maybe on-field attitude. But I'm just saying, Dan, that might be a Dan Campbell's type of player, so I'm not going to exclude him. But when no, they when they start not. testing, yeah. Thibodeau's going to go off the charts, and that's what right. I want to see. Like, you know, if, if this guy the athletic freak that – um, they say he has been since he was like one of the top high school prospects. So we'll see, and he, we'll see how it goes. But like I said, you can't go wrong with number two. I mean, you can, but you really can't. I mean, it's, you got to like try to mess it up. Either way, well, you know, I just I just went to the number two picks for the last ten years, and there's a couple in there where look, they may have looked good on paper and looked good, you know, in uh, in the combine and all that. But like one of them, an offensive tackle, Greg Robinson, was never really good. He spent one year here in Detroit. Yeah, he came here. Yeah, he came here, and he was a good guy, but he just couldn't move. Well, look at the guy who was drafted behind Matt Stafford the year. It was another Rams. The Rams took both of these guys. They took uh, Robinson, you talking about, and they also took the guy from Baylor, the tackle Scott. He was out of the league in four years, I think. Right. The number two pig. Aaron Curry right. was out of the league. The, the linebacker everybody wanted instead of Stafford. He was out of the league in you know a few years, and he wasn't that good when he was in it. He was just okay. So, you know, all these pre-draft things where you see all these mocks, don't don't bet your house on them right now because things change and guys move up and down and good drafting teams know a guy and don't worry about what these mocks say. Well, I don't know any team that, that picks its players based on the mock, but I do know they read them for entertainment. Sure. They do that. Just, sure. they, just, they find it interesting what other people are thinking, but mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't uh, – doesn't, filtered down to them making their selections based on what even the great me <laughs> I say that completely laughing but they don't make their picks based on what we say at all so do you think they're going to take a quarterback in this draft just by Brad Holmes talk yesterday and I know he talked a lot about wide receivers what he was looking for and because he, he was initially in the Cooper Cup uh, scouting and he said how he was the best player he saw in Mobile that year so he knows he has a good feel for receiver. After the St. Brown thing, I, I have confidence he knows how to what a receiver and what he wants. I, I do have let that me, confidence. Let me give you a little thing about about uh, St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver from uh, Southern Cal, drafted fourth round, 112th overall. And remember how, how many times he's said he's going to have a chip on his shoulder for the 14 or 15 wide receivers drafted ahead of him? After he was taken by the Lions at that pick in the fourth round, 18 more wide receivers were drafted. Those 18 receivers did not combined, did not match the 80, the 90. I'm sorry, the 90 catches that Amon Ross St. Brown had. So out of that pool of play, pool of wide receivers that were left, they took the guy with the 90 catches, and none of the next 18 went off the board. 18 more were drafted, and they didn't have 90 catches combined. That's pretty sharp, sharp scouting, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, at worst, you got a number Think two receiver. That. At worst, he's a number two. Well, just on his own. He yeah. Was, he, he did more than the next 18 did combined. Yeah, which, well, I'm sure. Combined. But he, but in, in fairness, he was on a team that had opportunities. Maybe some of those guys didn't get on teams where they had that opportunity. There were about, there were about six or eight of those who had zeros. Right, because of yeah. where they played probably. You know, like I said, if a team's loaded receiver, a rookie's not going to – especially a lower-round drafted rookie, he's not going to get the opportunity. So that's fair, but I'm just saying that be careful with that too because 
Some of these guys, when they you know, get the you opportunity. Just you just couldn't let me have it. I'll let you have it, but I'm just so, saying yeah. I don't think that's the be-all, end-all because they didn't get it any catches. be-all, I just all. don't think so. I just think that, <laughs> this, hey, you could have been on this team every – one thing you say about the Lions season this year, if you were a wide receiver, you got opportunity to play. Opportunity. opportunity you got opportunity. Too. Yeah, that's right. And uh, some, took, know, care, some took advantage of it like uh, St. Brown and some didn't like Trinity Benson. Hasn't yet, that's for sure. Right. It cost him a fifth-round draft pick. But here's the other thing we ought to mention when we're talking about this is they've got extra picks in this draft, too, with those compensatory picks. I think they've got a total of nine, is it? Yeah. Something like that. Well, I don't know what they got yet, but they're going to get some. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to – look, if if he's a good as drafting the middle players, and I'm not talking about the high-end players first, second round, like the third, fourth, fifth-round players as he was last year, you're going to be okay. They're going to be okay that way. And then they had a lot of money in free agency because of – there's a couple of big contracts that I know aren't coming back. And I can tell right. you right now, I'm not going to mention their names. You can see who they are. And they're, they're in pretty good shape. But they got to find a quarterback. That's all well, I got to say. Hold on. Well, before we close it out, just let me just add this, Kenny. I'm not convinced that, 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 that Goff is not, that Jared Goff is not the Detroit Lions quarterback of the present and the future. I'm not saying he is, but I'm not convinced that he's not yet because I saw more good things from him in the last, you know, six games he played, and he missed missed one because of COVID, I think it was. But I saw a guy who was starting to starting to like feel comfortable with these players, with these teammates, and with this system. So I would not write him off yet as the court as the Lions quarterback. Well, I'm not going to write him off, but I want to see how he plays next year because if if right, I'm absolutely. him and the team that jettisoned me went to the Super Bowl and won it, I'm coming back ready to prove that it it, it wasn't me. Well, we should anyway. I'm saying, but I, I want to see that. I want to see him wilt under the pressure. I want to see him, you know, take it and embrace it and move on with it. Wilt under the pressure? Will Chamberlain? Yeah. Well, it was easy. last year was easy because the team was garbage, so he didn't have a lot of pressure on him that way. But if well, they're winning, regard, if they're winning, then I want to see what he's got. I want to see what he's got. Well, he's playing for his contract, playing for his career too, so that's good. Well, he is playing for his career, but I just want to see what he's got and I, I I don't want to say I don't use the terms that that I want to use, but I just feel that I didn't see fire out of him at the beginning of the year, and I want to see it. You know, I, he doesn't have. To, I'm not talking about yelling and screaming on the sideline, but I I just want to see a little more fire out of him. And and toward the end of the year, I was I was seeing it, so I want to see if that continues. Right. No, I agree with you. All right. All right, and Mike. That's, go ahead. And just to, just to the last thing for me here, and if he is in fact the quarterback, and you're just getting. You're drafting backups or whatever for de- development. I mean, what a relief that is for a coaching staff, a scouting staff, a general manager, the whole team. That that settles everything when you know, barring injury, that's your guy. Yeah, but I'm drafting a backup that can play if the starter gets hurt. That can win. I ain't talking about a Tim Boyle that you just throw in and get you a 79-yard game. They got to find a young guy that can win games if golf is the starter. If golf goes down and misses a game, he can come in and you can win the game. And I'm talking about a younger guy, not some guy holding on at the end of the career like uh, John Glennon or, or the guys like that, you know, Robert Griffin III. We don't want that. You want a guy oh. that can win. I'm just saying, I'm just giving guys that are like almost well, off Robert the league. Griffin III's in the broadcast. I know, but he's still young enough that he could be back, you know. Hey, go see if Andrew Luck's uh, healed. I, I mean, get out there. Dig the dig the ditches. Yeah. 
I don't disagree with that, Kenny. All right. All right, Mike, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll check back in next week in the law between the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the uh, Senior Bowl, what happened with the Lions, and then we'll talk about the upcoming Super Bowl matchup, Cincinnati and our our L.A. Rams. All right, Mike? Okay, well, you know what? Who, who, who are their fans, by the way? That's what I want to know. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, they're in Detroit. That's where they're at. All right, Mike, I'll talk to you next week. That's Michael Hare from DetroitLions.com. Check them out there. Ken Brown, WJR. We are over and out.